0: Namahinuikyakoto. I'm Tania Carr, and you're listening to the Real Talk podcast. Here at Real Talk, we create space for authenticity, awareness, and making a positive impact on the world around us. Real talk, real people, real stories. Ngā mihi nui kia koutou katoa no mai hoki mai ki te kōrero Real Talk. I'm Tania Carr and today in this episode you are going to hear the thought-provoking kōrero from Hohepa Thompson, aka Hori. Now, Hoodie took the stage at Real Talk Mōngā Rangatahi Taitoko in Levin, and the title of his presentation was The Art of Taking the Mimi, because that's what he does. (laughs) He shares with us his struggles in his younger days, the way he used to be like a bull to a red flag, and how nowadays he likes to tackle scenarios from a more comedic, piss-take point of view to raise awareness and make an impact. And as we know, he definitely makes an impact. He even shares with us how he got the nickname Hori, or Hori as some people will pronounce it. Now, it's important to note that there may be some triggering subjects in this korero. So, if you get triggered by this korero, there are some support contact numbers listed in the show notes for you to utilize. Here is Hori's story. Uh, kia ora <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't want to point out the obvious, but. um. There's a person that's pissed himself here. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I must say this was probably uh, taken five years ago. He's a big boy now. He wears big boy pants. I'm here to talk to you today around to art or taking to mimi. Pretty much talks about the art of taking the piss and, and kind of my little journey reconnecting to my uh, rio and uh, my art journey and the way I do that with my mahi toi. It's funny, I'm standing up on stage because I remember being about seven years old and um, pissing myself on stage in front of the entire school. I could still see the puddle, my reflection in it, taunting me. The kids laughing at me, and the, yeah. So it's, uh, for me to go kind of stand on the stage I'm kind of talking about that time, I was like, fuck. Uh, <laughs> but it's alright, I promise nothing will happen. And Elise has got some nappies for me. Um, just in case shit goes south. <laughs> so, te to taking the mimi. This is kind of my not so serious but serious journey uh, back to Te Reo Māori and decolonising my mind, my vocabulary, and using Te Reo Māori in my artwork as humour. I, Goyo, I Kohori, ko I'm the Ingarikarititata Tuku to Tuturu tū ko Per Thompson en tita hi wa ka homa tita uh, ho teta, uh i he u o otaki otaki in the house kapo lo e. and basically i started my journey uh in, uh in otaki you know grew up there went to the cor ngadil oroka so the brother here and then went off to uh here kota deoroaki uh tiao and then even up last couple of years in, uh, Hatohoepa in Taitoko, Mihikiakwe. It was awesome seeing you today. So, my first kind of time in education was in Tadeo. And when I pushed out of that zone and went into a boarding school down in Wellington, I was probably the only fluent um, speaker at that school. So, my journey with deal has been quite, well, some people will have some similarities. For me, it's, it's actually taken a whole a whole different journey, and it's actually my, my kind of life now. I'm not the best real speaker ever, but we'll get to that um, with this. The Kupu hori, my whole focado around that is basically I was at school, I got my front teeth knocked out, and when I woke up, the guy that was about to beat me um, said, fuck you, look hori, bro. <laughs> Which kind of saved me. But it, he gave me that ingwa and it stuck with me and I hated it. I hated everything about that name, that derogatory term. Um, what I do with that uh, kupu noun, with that ingwa is about uh, taking ownership over that uh, ingwa. Um, that's why the R is spun um, and kind of doing more challenging mahi with that with that name as that alias. Um, so that's the kind of whole fukaro around. What I do, culture's massive for me, because there was a time in my life where I threw it all out the window. Uh, so yep, got to this school, and decided I didn't want to have anything to do with my Maori tongue. I completely chucked it out. Uh, it was just easier for me to assimilate into a Pākehā world because that's where all the popular kids were. That's that's what I that's what I wanted to be, and so I decided to throw that away. And it has been the biggest regret of my life. So I made a conscious decision when I was fourteen just to put a mia kititaha and just carry on down a very Pākehā world worldview. And I continued in this Pakia world for probably about twelve years. And it all it all kind of happened because of racism. I just I ended up joining the bandwagon. I was I was even brutal about my own people and I was ashamed to be Māori. Some people here might have that kind of a similar journey, but that was pretty much what happened with my culture. I chucked it out the window. It was a hemi whakamā, and it took me a very long time to realise what I'd done. Hori. So basically, I'm an artist based in Ōtaki at the beach, came back home, and the labour was created in 2012, so 10 years ago, and since then has been a centre of much artistic and social debate. It was developed in order to draw attention to significant Māori and Aotearoa issues that as an artist I felt close to and needed that need to be addressed. The goal is to create awareness around certain topics and we go into some pretty ruthless topics. Open up conversations about these difficult things so some, some of these things are really shit to talk about and like our nation's haka I know we're missing the All Blacks game, but it's okay. We challenge people's views, even when it may not be politically correct to do so. So we get pretty niggly, and we get right in amongst the, the dirt. And I feel comfortable in that space, which is, is why I've kind of gone to where I have. This is massive for me. I see myself living in these two worlds, and, and I've been able to navigate these worlds uh, quite easily. If I go back and forth, this is kind of how I see my mahi. I've got this actually muckled on my legs to to remind me that I continually stand in these two worlds. So with my art mahi, I feel like I'm a little waka, okay? And I get to navigate down these little lines constantly. And the way I do things and recently, in the last kind of three, four years, as I attack them, not as ruthless as I used to, but I use humour to, or a comedic kind of adding to my mahi. Hence, to art of taking to mimi. So I wanted to just give you a couple of examples of how I do this, whether it be setting up for campaigns, just the tiniest, simplest Ideas that creatively we do, and that makes some some type of change. This one here was as simple as we know how bad uh, methamphetamine is in our communities. We see it everywhere, especially in Hordafinoa, Karperi, all around Aotearoa Okay, so we, the idea was that we would symbolically take the P out of every single town, from Palmerston to Porneke. So one day, I picked up my mate Gary Lomax, who's from here. You probably know him. He's down the road. He didn't have a fucking clue what he was up to. He just had a he had a truck and a and a, and a big ladder, and I had a shit ton of tape. Uh, this this one on the side here is the first P we did, just out of living as you're going towards Highway 57. And we had one rule when we left here, and it was if we saw a pee, it had to be done. It took us eight hours to get to Porirua. So basically, we took the P or the piss, we took the pee out of every single thing. And you, you think about Paraparaumu? Yep. Plymouthin, Parimata. Pakakariki, holy shit, there were so many. Yeah, we got to Porirua and we thought, fuck, we're just going to leave Porirua for everyone else because there's there's, it was a rough trip. And, I mean, we got pulled over the cops once and then by the time we got home and the cops were at our house, we knew that there was something here. And the next morning when we woke up and we had pretty much every single media thing wondering who the fuck took the to pee out of these signs... And we knew, we were like, right, we got them. And then it started happening nationwide. People started doing it in New Plymouth, Ponsonby, all the way down south, and they kept sending us all of these photos. Our whikara was to get that awareness. That was the biggest thing, get the awareness. Once we get their eyes, then we hit them with the education. But our education was, again, different. We didn't go from the drug foundations and anything, we went to the people that knew about drugs the most. We went to the mob. And they told us, they talked to us about how they did not want this in their gangs. They knew what was happening. But then we saw why this was happening. It was other issues like poverty, all of these things that came in. So there were all of this education that we were able to give people that they would, probably wouldn't have read at a um, medical thing. They actually had the, the inner knowledge of why it gets done. That was just one example of, of, of doing something that's kind of a serious kind of I- issue, but doing something funny like that, that people actually took notice of. The second one that I've dealt with a lot, again in my, in my life, is the kai kititangane, or racism. Because I'm kind of, I feel like I'm this hohepa te puru type guy. You know, it's my, you know, I rush into things quite hearty at times. And and, and I've learnt this in my time as an artist. We had a shop. We had some racial issues with the next door neighbours who just happened to be a sheep sheepskin store. Hence the hung sheep in the gallery window so they could see it. This is a way... You know, obviously, of having a hung sheep with the kupu kai kiri written on it, which means racist. But this piece also depicts how I felt about that whole thing. Like an angry old bull, I rushed at it and just wanted to fucking kill them. But I was also really sad about that. It was a really sad thing for me. And I learned from this that people, they remember that trauma, they remember that sadness... How can I change this to make it a lot happier? Because people remember happy times just as much. So in a second kind of attempt to look at racism, I decided to have an opera, but set it in a pub. I'm going to play this for you. <laughs> I hope it works. And you'll see the difference between Hohe to And the Puru that probably thought a bit better
2: about it.
1: Don't worry, your ears will be bleeding after this one. So that one there was just a a, a smarter way to look at, at this kind of issue and to take a shot at these politicians that are continually getting away with racist comments and especially Seymour, which makes it worse because he's actually Māori. So that was a big one, was to like, you know what, fuck these guys. How are we going to do something that just actually rips them? Another one, uh, the third example is, is talking about the revitalization of Te Rekumari, which is, which is massive for me. As I said that the 10 years that I've been doing this mahi, I feel like it's me coming back to Te Ao Māori. You know, I live and, live and breathe this world now. I still struggle with it. You know, it's still a thing with me. I still fuck everything up all the time. But it's my love for te reo, And it's me trying to that, that big regret of throwing it away This is me trying to give back To a culture that I'd lost This was the, the, a new kind of waita That we made up And decided to re-up But we decided to do it in a rock kind of version And if this doesn't get stuck in your ear holes I didn't do my job I'll play this last one and then it'll be the end, but um cut <laughs> by This was fucking hilarious making this, but we did all the music and this but so I'm sorry for that, but and the singing, so anyway,
2: go. <laughs>
1: If that's stuck in your head tonight are you are going to sleep <laughs> but yeah my whakaaro's around our is an amazing thing and a lot of people looking into our world, whether you're Pākehā, Tōiwi, even to Māori they, they kind of sometimes only see the more traditional, formal um, parts of it you know, what they do miss out is the fucking hilariousness and, and the way we are when we're speaking to each other in Te Reo Māori and that's what some people don't see. So our whikaru is to have a little bit more lighter around it and use the, the funniness that that we as a people have and also try to educate people um, in, in, in little things we do. So I'll leave you with this. I didn't tell the fart joke because it was, uh, wasn't was necessary. <laughs> but this one is just the last quote I just hear. Yeah, um, you can champion te reo Māori um, without being a champion of te reo Māori. And I feel that's a massive part of my journey. But you can put that into everything. You don't have to be the best at at the thing, okay? Whether it's sports, whether it's whatever you're doing, you don't actually need to be the best at it. You just have to, to try hard at doing it. And be okay with looking like a clown or an idiot or, you know, pissing your pants on stage. Um as long as you're trying to champion yourself I feel that that's the best that you guys can do and, um, and yeah so I'll leave I'll leave you with that te yeah I didn't piss myself awesome thank you. <laughs>
0: real talk could be coming to a town near you so check out the real talk website www.realtalknz.co.nz or follow us on our instagram at real underscore talk underscore nz to find out where we'll be next i got you
2: real talk